for your spirit which you are giving to us which you are releasing day after day night after night thank you father for the strength which you are giving each and every one of us to run into your life say be thou exalted lord in jesus name our father we exalt you above all we lift you high give lifting you high in all we exalt you we exalt your name we exalt you we are exalting you in all for all that you do we, ex- we we give praises to your name lord this morning we pray that as we go into your word this morning that you will shine your light on us in the name of jesus father that you would cause your face to shine on us this morning or that you will cause blessings to abound but i will pray that lord the word which you have for us this morning that you will help us to connect and align to it in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray this morning that you will strengthen our heart to hear your word. Even as we have prayed this morning, Father, we pray that you would help our heart to remain strong, to be strengthened, to stand, Father, in believing in your name. Father, we ask that this morning you will help our heart Lord, to be set aright, even to connect and to hear you in the name of Jesus. But I will pray, Lord, this morning that you would put grace upon your words this morning. Father, let your words come with weight, that you will put your weight upon the word that will come forth this morning in the name of Jesus. But I will pray, Lord, that you would... Help us to guide us into the depth of waters. To bring forth word that is intended for the quenching of the test in our soul. In the name of Jesus. Father, we know that you have waters. And your waters fountains. Father, we pray for the fountaining of your water this morning. That will fountain, Lord, up for us to drink and fountain our fountain into joy. Into gladness. Into joy everlasting. Into life eternal. Father, we pray. Lord, this morning, that our spirit, our soul, and our bodies will experience your greatness, will experience your, your presence this morning in the name of Jesus. Father, that we will be saved again this morning. Thank you, Father, because you answered our prayers. We give you all the praise. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. 
Thank you, Jesus. We give you the praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, you, the carry, 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 hamakari, 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 carry, carry, hamakari, 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 Thank you, Father. Give you the praise. Thank you.
time to tighten it, tighten it, to tight, to close the gap, to close the gap, to close the gap, to carry, carry you, carry you up, to carry you up. I'm carry, 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 carry you up, to carry you up, to carry up. I'm carry, 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 carry. It's time for kind time for elevation, to tie you, tie you to a height, tie you to a height, to tie you to a height, to tie you to a height. Time to elevate, to elevate it, to elevate it, to heave it, to heave it, to heave it. Elevate make it, make it elevated, to make it elevated. Time to bring it higher. Time to bring it higher. Time, time to bring it higher. Time to tighten it up, to close the gap. Time to close the gap. Do the kai to 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 do to 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 do the work to do the work to do the work. Then my mama say me not accepting you to me handy. I'm in my kitchen sending you to 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 help you. I'm taking sent to you to help you. I'm sent sent to you to help you to to help you to help you to carry you up to carry you up. I'm 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 here to carry you up. I'm here to help you to help you carry you up to tighten the gap to tighten the gap, to bring you even into closer life, into a closer life, a closer life, a closer life, a closer life, a closer, closer life, even in the presence, even into presence, even into presence. I'm, I'm making it possible. I'm making it possible. I'm making it happen. I'm making it happen. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, we thank you. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise. Thank you, Father, for your word this morning. Thank you, Father, for the leading of your spirit. Thank you, Father, for the word which you've brought to us. Thank you, Father, for mercy, because it is great mercy you are showing us to carry us, to bring us into your presence. It is great mercy. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Thank you. We appreciate all that you do. Give you all the praise. Thank you, our Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, we thank Jesus. Can we just take a moment to say hi to the neighbors? Hi, Amen. Now she knows neighbors. Oh, interesting. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. We thank Jesus for another time to be here this morning. Um, so good to see our faces. Amen. Everybody's looking sharp and beautiful. Amen. You do know. You get looking pretty. Thank you. And uh, my lovely wife looking pretty beautiful too. Amen. Everybody's looking pretty this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. Uh, 
I think it's picking it a bit low there. Maybe we can increase it. Amen. It's like I have to, I have to come down a bit. Amen. 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 Okay, I think it's speaking better now. Thank you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, welcome this morning, and uh, we thank God for how He has been been leading us and how He has been guiding us and. Uh, Taking us in the world, it's been it's been a beautiful experience, and uh, I want to thank God for what He's doing in each and every one of us here in, uh, in Winnipeg. The Lord has been faithful. Um, the Lord has been has been kind. Amen. Uh, yesterday, Pastor Jeff uh, is in uh, Calgary. Started a, a two-day teaching series, and um, yesterday was such a blessing, amen. And uh, the more, uh, you know, the more I see that, the more I'm just checking in my heart. The more I'm seeing the need for us to also continue in well doing, amen. amen. Uh, from last year, uh, we are, it was such a great blessing last year. The teaching series, so uh, looking forward to to see the possibility of that happening again. Most likely October this year. If it will happen, most likely October. I know we did it November last year, right? Yeah. Okay, but uh, we'll see if October will be a great because I know that uh, November is the exam time for students. So we'll see if it's possible to. To do it in October, uh, we'll see. Um, let's just be praying and let's see if Pastor Jeff can send somebody. If he can't come personally, if he will send someone to be here, Amen. So let's be praying. And um, it's it's been such such a great blessing. Um, Winnipeg, personally, I believe Winnipeg is opening. Um, it doesn't look like. You know, we have many and things like that, but in the spirit, to be honest, it's just open, right? And um, one thing is certain is that we should just uh, focus on on growing personally because that's, that's what the Lord is doing. The Lord is grounding us first. Um, not just because uh, it's, it's, not, it's not, mostly really it's not about the crowd. Although the Lord will bring people, that's for sure, but uh, the Lord wants to establish us um, that uh, the first fruit, that's one thing that the Lord would have to do. Um, most of the time when the Lord is adding, right, there's a frame the Lord adds to, right? So uh, most likely the, pat the pattern, I mean, the Lord, the Lord in his wisdom, can decide to do things however he wish, however he wills, right? Just from pattern and experience, right, is that the Lord sets a frame and then the Lord begins to add to the body. Um, one thing is for sure, if we will grow, the truth of the matter is that we have to grow first. What I mean is there is 
there is a diligence that has to come from how we give ourselves, how we sow ourselves when it comes to what the Lord is doing. The ministry is men, no? it's, it's you and me. That's what, the Lord, that's what the Lord is raising, that's what the Lord is building. Amen. And we begin to see as, as we begin to grow spiritually, then we begin to see the Lord add, add to us. Right? I remember wondering, ah, is there, is there anything else to grow in? There are a lot of things to grow in. A lot, a lot that we have to grow in. Amen. I mean, right now it seems like we are strong, eh? But the truth of the matter is that there's still a lot we need to grow in. Right? And the Lord is... Sorry. Eh? Okay, we are good. I think the Lord, the Lord is... The Lord is... Uh, the Lord is... Uh, saying to us that there's a lot to still grow in. There's a lot to grow in. And one of the things that um, I'm seeing, right, is that the Lord is particular about each and every person, one by one, one after the other. It's not just, you know, the Lord would just want to overlook some, and the Lord is particular about every single soul. Amen. So the Lord wants each and every one of us to grow. Um, and I believe that the Lord will do it. Uh, I just want to encourage us to, to keep growing, to keep sowing in the spirit. Um, because I personally, um, I, I wouldn't want to, uh, that, that, that's just me, right? Is, well, Lord will help us. I personally, you know, I wouldn't want um, how do I put it? I'm going to put it this way. I personally am, let's say I'm praying for us to, to grow more spiritually, for more growth to be added. Because uh, what I'm, hey, that's a thought, what I'm careful for, right, is also, um, doing things wrongly, right? Because that can also have an effect. Amen. Uh, I just want to submit to what the Lord is doing, how he's doing it, whatever he's doing in each and every one of us. Amen. Um, so, that's more of uh, exhortation. And, and I guess the other aspect is when it comes to the area of growth, if we can, we should grow quickly. Right, and not focus more on the on the negative. I want to say negative aspect, because most of the time when we see things that we need to grow in, what, what can set in is uh, condemnation. Uh, all those oh, is this? Uh, I'm still here. Mm -mm. Everything growth is serious meekness. Serious meekness. Wherever wherever that is missing, we will find it difficult to grow. That's just the truth of the matter. Like we know, we know we say meekness, meekness, meekness. The truth of the matter is to do it, to see, to see meekness, it takes a kind of sight. That's the truth of the matter. And most of the time, the sight to see meekness sometimes doesn't come until we've submitted to it. Okay, I don't, I'm not seeing the benefit yet, Sha. Right? 
but I would, I would follow and I would just submit, right? And in submitting to the Lord in meekness, right? Because that will cause certain actions to be demanded, right? And when, when, we, when we do that, right, praise the Lord, when we do that, what we are saying to the Lord is that we are ready for him. Amen. I guess, I guess that, that, initial, that initial sowing, right, before seeing the meekness, in a way, is a kind of a fate operation. Um, whereby there's a resolve that just needs to happen in the heart, right, with regards to, Lord, I just want to submit to whatever dealing you are doing, dealing right now, right? Then the, the sight, or what, let me put, the, no, so there's, there's that sight for, for meekness, right? And then there is the blessing that comes after, right? The truth is, you don't get to see the blessing or how the blessing will come or how that will affect growth within your soul until you've actually submitted to it, right? Or you've seen a need for meekness. Let me put it that way, right? Because most of the time, the way it plays like a movie in our mind is that, hmm, we'll see it, hmm, then we'll submit to the Lord. It doesn't work that way. You notice that there's, a, there's an order in which the Lord appears. Is that Peter is telling us, right? He says, in, in whom you not sin, yet believing. Right? You rejoice with joy unspeakable. It's also in heart, it's also a heart posture. I mean, there is the aspect of that, spiritual growing up spiritually, right? But there's, there's also an attitude of that whereby you don't see but you believe, right? You don't, you don't yet see, but you believe that, okay, I need, I need, I'm talking about meekness, right? Um, hmm, let me see if I can put it together so it makes sense, but I don't want to make it um, all model up, amen. So um, there's an aspect of, When, when knowing there's a need for meekness, right, we don't see what it will look like after we have come into meekness. Right? It's a state of you have not seen yet believing. Right? And most of the time, it looks like, almost like a fear. Almost like a fear of, um, like a fear of, uh, is it fear of the unknown, yeah. right? Fear of death. Mm. But that's what may seem like it's needed. Right. So in whom you, you you don't see. 
So you, you, you don't see yet you believed. It's a faith attitude towards growing up spiritually. Amen. So, there is a there's, there's, a, there's a, a heart posture we should just have regarding constantly being positioned for meekness that is needed each and every time. That if we can submit to meekness, even though we don't know what the meekness will produce, we should have a heart posture of rejoicing. Right? In in what the result of submitting to meekness would bring. There should be an attitude of rejoice, right? Not that when we are trying to be meek, it's with anger. It's with, when I say anger, it's with, it's with, uh, it's with, you know, how do I put it? We want to be meek, but our posture can be fighting. You see, our posture, our nature can be fighting the need for to submit to meekness or for to be meek in heart. Amen. Amen. So, um, I guess what I'm trying to explain is just uh, there's a there's a I'm I'm, I'm in the tri- straight betwixt two if I should use an example or not, but most of the time when I see a need for meekness. It's when I am positioned inwardly to discern when I where I need to be meek. Right? Not assuming. I guess hey, I guess maybe this explains what I'm trying to say. Not assuming that I'm already, right? There's a heart posture that I I am looking at towards meekness. Is there a place where I need to be meek again. Is there, is there a need for meekness here? Is there a need for meekness there? Is there a need for meekness? And it's an attitude of, I've, I've not seen what, whatever meekness I even need or what it will bring, but I am rejoicing. Right? Right? I'm rejoicing inside my heart for, I'm rejoicing to in my heart to be meek. Right. So I've not seen what, but that posture of constantly just being meek. Not, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm even meek yet. I'm saying just being positioned inwardly in every instance to discern where do I need to be meek? Or is there a need for meekness again? Okay, okay. Okay, I, I was able to be, to submit to meekness here. Uh, but that's, but I know that's not the end. Okay, where, where next? Where next is a is a rejoicing attitude. Ha! Where next do I need to be meek? Okay, do I need to be meek here? Okay, even in this situation that seems just, is there a need for for meekness? <laughs> that's a rejoicing attitude towards meekness. And if we are positioned in such a way, we would see that it will be easy for the Lord to. Open our eyes to see. 
areas. And then when we see areas, we can we can we can also we can also so uh, once we see it, submit to it. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So that is uh, that is one thing that I just wanted to to say. Can we? Uh, I will try as much as possible to 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 open the scripture a bit. So what the Lord said. Right, what the Lord said in this tongue and interpretation right, is the Lord wants to carry us into his presence. Amen. The Lord wants to carry us into his presence. Amen. And to be carried into his presence is not, it's not an ordinary feat. It's not an ordinary feat at all. Because the presence of the Lord is a place of great life. It's a place of great life. The presence of the Lord is a, is a place of great, great life. So what that means is that the Lord wants to to add life to us. The Lord wants to increase life, wants to increase life. And one thing that also comes, right, is tie. Right? They want to tie us. They want to tie us into the spirit. They want to tie us into God's world, God's presence. And one thing that is clear is they will do this through through our through reconstruction of our sight. Amen. When we are seeing clearly, they will, they will reconstruct our side. They will reconstruct our side. Amen. So, um, I want us to read. Exodus 19. Exodus 19. Let me see if I can read it. Wow, it's a great. Uh, uh, and I feel the Lord also wants me to continue uh, the Lord wants me to continue uh, what we are reading in Romans 3. So, uh, you know what? Maybe I'll just go to Romans 3. I'll start from there. Let me obey the Lord and see. I guess what I was just saying earlier is to, to understand that there's a great responsibility when it comes to God spiritually. So.
Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Straight betwixt two. All right. Because clearly, this Exodus 19 is going to take us on a different route. Exodus 19. Let me read it and see. It says that Exodus 19 verse 3. Let me from verse 1 actually. It says, In the third month when the children of Israel were gone forth out of the land of Egypt, the same day came they into the wilderness of Sinai. For they were departed from Rephidim and we'll come to the desert of Sinai. Amen. So this is the third month after the children of Israel were gone forth out of the land of Egypt. The same day came they into the wilderness of Sinai. So after three months that they left, after three months that they left uh, Egypt, they arrived at Sinai. For they were departed from Rephidim and were come to the desert of Sinai and had pitched in the wilderness. And there Israel camped before the mount and Moses went up unto God. And the Lord called unto him out of the mountain, saying, Thus shall thou say to the house of Jacob. Amen. So, you see, when they were departed from Rephidim, verse 2, and were come to the desert of Sinai, and had pitched in the wilderness, and there is, and there Israel camped before the mount. And Moses went up unto God, and the Lord God, and the Lord, sorry, called out unto him out of the mountain, saying, Thou shalt, thus shalt thou say to the house of Jacob, and tell the children of Israel. Right? So the Lord called to Moses and said, Say to the house. You have seen what I did unto the Egyptians, and how I bear you on eagles' wings, and what and brought you unto myself. So, what this is telling us is that we can't actually journey to the Lord without the Lord helping us, right? 
He says, it will carry on eagle's wings. Sorry, how I bear you on eagle's wings. The same thing is, means to carry. I bear you. means I carry you on eagle's wings. So when the Lord carry you prophetically and brought you where? Unto myself. So there's a destiny of every believer. The destiny of every believer is to go to the Lord. For you to come to himself is to come to his presence. Right? I'm just trying to teach the, the, the interpretation a bit. Right? Is to come to his presence. And why is there a need to come to his presence? Right? I bear you and what? On eagle's wings. And brought you onto myself. So I brought you onto myself. I brought you onto myself. I brought you onto myself. So the destiny is in the presence of God. Amen. So, I took you out of Egypt. Right? Bear you. So, in leaving Egypt, we have to be carried on eagle's wings. Amen. The wings, the wing of an eagle bear you on eagle's wings. It's a strong, it's a strong wing. Amen. So a wing of an eagle is strong for to carry. So when we are carried, we are to be, there's a place we ought to be carried to. is to land in the presence of God. And let's see what the Lord began to say to them. Because um, I'm, I'm trying to see. I mean, I just flew and see if I, I connected to what we are saying. And let's not forget that Egypt is the land of gods. Right? So... An Egyptian is a, is a Gentile. Then the Lord is separating a Jew from a Gentile nation. Right? This is where they were to become a Jew. Proper. Right? A worshipper. A worshipper of God. Amen. It says... In verse 5. Now therefore, if ye will obey my voice indeed... And keep my covenant. That's a condition. If you will obey my voice, indeed, and keep my covenant, then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me, above all people. For all the earth is mine. For all the earth is mine. And ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests. And an holy nation. These are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. And Moses came and called for the elders of the people and laid before their faces all these words which the Lord commanded him. And all the people answered together and said, All that the Lord had spoken, we will. 
do. And Moses returned the words of the people unto the Lord. And the Lord said unto Moses, Lo, I come unto thee in a thick cloud that the people may hear when I speak with thee and believe thee forever. And Moses told the words of the people unto the Lord. Amen. Amen. Uh, so, why the why unto myself, right? And then he told them, if you would obey my voice indeed, and brought obey my voice indeed, and keep my covenant, then ye shall be a peculiar people. And keep, keep my covenant. So it's clear here that even though the Lord, right, have desired, right, to have Israel as his people, them coming out of Egypt was not enough. But the Lord had a purpose. He's taking them into his, there's a place he's bringing them into his presence. Because when man left after the fall is the presence of God. In Genesis chapter 2, right? So Genesis chapter 3, 4-ish, we see where Cain slew his brother, right? And then he left the presence of God or he left the face of Yahweh. Right? So, the place that is closest to God is the presence. Amen. So one thing is clear that we have, we have to come to the presence of God. But to come there is not going to be a, an easy, it's not going to be a walk, a walk in the park. Amen. Because a walk in the park is not going to get them to the promised land. We know that the presence of God can signify the, the land of the promise, right? After they've removed all the gods, they need to inhibit the land and then begin to obey his word. Although for them to take the land, they have to be obeying. If they don't obey, they can't even take the land. Right? Meaning that they can't expel all the idols or fully remove the Gentilic trait from their soul. They need to remove all the Gentilic trait from the souls of Israelite. And we know that there are plenty traits that is Gentilic. Amen. Amen. Part of Gentilic traits is disobedience. Part of a Gentilic trait is lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. I mean, I think we should read, it's, it's Timothy, right? Let me open Timothy. So, 
Okay. Where's the verse actually? I'm just going to exalt us a little bit today. Um, that in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines. Okay, that's that. Uh, okay. Second Timothy. Second Timothy chapter three, verse one said, "This know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come." For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parent, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. So I'll read it again. Say, for men shall be lovers of their own selves. Covetous boasters. Say, for men shall be what? Lovers of their own selves. So lovers of their own self. Lovers of their own self is also called selfishness. Right? Selfishness, lovers of their own selves, is a trait of a Gentile. Right? It's a Gentile trait to be loving self. Because God does not love himself. Or if I can use that word, why? If we check every trait that has to do with love in Christ or charity, before you even come to the love of God, you see that one thing they will say is love does not care for itself. The lover of self is a, is a, is a, is a worldly, not just worldly, is a deadly, is, is Satan's trait because it's against God's nature entirely. So charity, right, which is a Christ nature, right? Charity, a Christ is, is when you've come to charity, you've come to Christ, right? And he does not care for his own things. But this one says they are lovers of themselves. So this one too is, an, is a negative nature to charity. So, but these are things you find in a Gentile. So it's not, but a Gentile may not even, a Gentile is blind to this kind of, to this kind of, of thing, right? Because in a Gentile side, he, he feels he's righteous. This is righteous to a Gentile, right? Uh, 
says covetous boasters. I want to say lover of their own selves. It doesn't mean it will be obvious. You know, sometimes it may look like, oh, this that person just loves themselves. It may not even look like that. Somebody that loves themselves may look like somebody that loves everybody the most. Because lover of the lover of self, right, can also be lover of the thing this those self does. He's just in love with the things is there that doing that seems righteous. Is a sight. This lover is a sight. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So it's just it's just twelve, right? Okay. We have some time. Interesting. It's like we usually have a lot of time. I like it all these days. It's like we have a lot of time. Amen. Praise the Lord. So lovers of sorry, lovers of self. Those are gentilic traits. We should not be found in a, in a Jew. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So, uh, let me go further. He says, Covetous boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Amen. So, we see that clearly that these are just natures in a Gentile, right? That's a Gentilic trait. And if you look at it, they are, they are sin traits, really, right? Which, and, and the thing about a Gentilic trait is a, a, a Jew that just crossed over, right? A Jew or an Israel that just crossed over from Egypt to the wilderness does not have any idea that it has a Gentilic nature until it begins to hear the word of God, right? Or, or, or God begins to speak to them until God begins to tell them, if you would hear my voice indeed, you see, you have to begin to hear the voice. And when we get born again, to hear the voice of God is not just Holy Ghost talking. Right? Holy Ghost is God's voice, yes. Because, but is a, is, a, is a kind of God's voice that, is, that, is, that has not yet started revealing the voice of God. Amen. Amen. Where 
the voice of God really begins, right, is really present. However, the Lord will begin to train souls to hear his voice by a voice that is almost his voice, which is Christ, the preparation for the voice of God. Then he will begin to speak commandments, or he begin to talk, or Christ will begin to speak to his soul. Summary, what I'm saying is, you can't hear the voice of God without sight. That's just the truth. It is sight. Once eyes are open, right? Once eyes are open, that's when that, when that, that soul is tuned to start hearing the voice of God. Amen. Because the direction it was before was, is, let's say you have a line this way. So a Gentile is facing down. Let me look up. And, let me use up and down. A gentile is facing down, journeying down. He gets born again. Then it changes direction. But it has not started moving yet. Why? Because the oracle haven't started talking. Why? Because, say, if you draw me, so, and I would run to you, right? Um, no one coming to God except they are drawn. How are they drawn? Is by a voice. The voice of the Lord begins to call to the soul. That's why we have a high calling. And then the voice of the Lord begins to call to the soul to start coming. Come to me. Come to me. That is where bearing begins. It begins to bear you on his wings. begins to carry you on his wings. Right? So, in carrying on the, on the wings, bearing, begin to bear, right? It is the, the voice of the Lord needs to come, start coming, start coming to call the soul. When that voice comes, what it will do, it will first open the eyes. Why? Because you can't, you can't journey to God. You can't start moving to God with a, with a blind sight. We can't join with God with a, with a blind. We can't be carried by a blind side. One thing I know is that the Lord wants to bear, wants to carry us. As, what he wants to carry us to is His presence. And that the Lord wants to speak, the Lord wants to talk, the Lord wants to to send His voice to His soul. Souls must hear the voice of the Lord, the voice of Jesus, that will begin to call. Begin to speak to his soul. When the soul begins to hear, it's being bare, it's, it's being carried, it's carrying. They are carrying that soul. As they are carrying it, they first of all, you know, there is there's elevation, right? Elevation is to move up. It's movement upward, right? For a soul to start journeying upward, it needs to begin to hear the voice. Of his master. Amen. He needs to hear the voice of his master. So he said, if you would hear my voice, indeed, and keep my covenant. Why? Because this hearing my voice, you notice that they didn't tell us that 
there is covenant inside. But what they are saying is that what the Lord, so what the voice would do is it will begin to commune with the soul. It will begin to communicate covenant to the soul. Right? And as it is communicating covenant to the soul, there is a need for the soul to keep that covenant. Then there can be a peculiar treasure unto him above all people. This above all people means that at this point, right, they are not the same as every other people. They are, a, they are a peculiar people unto him. They are a peculiar people. But a peculiar people, right? Or a peculiar treasure. A peculiar treasure is, a, is peculiar. It's not just separate. Right? It's a peculiar people, a kingdom of priests. Right? And an holy nation. So, this thing is talking about somebody that has journeyed to the present. So, meaning that where the eagle's wings is bearing them to is the present. Now, I feel this, this thing I'm saying about present, 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 really this presence, that's this when we start talking about everlasting and eternal life, all that uh, you get. But what Pastor said, said me to, be, to teach, and as the Lord is carrying us, is to start with foundation. But one thing I've, I feel is that the Lord wants to elevate us still. There's where we have been journeying from where we are. I feel the Lord wants to carry us up further spiritually. And my prayer, the prayer in my heart is that all of us will be carried. Amen. Nobody will miss this flight. Amen. I pray that nobody will miss this flight Amen. of the Lord. It's my time. It's my time. Ah, it's my time. I've come. It's my time. It's my time. It's my time to carry you. To carry you. It's my time. The Lord has sent me to carry you. I've been sent to carry you, to elevate you, to elevate you, to elevate you, to elevate you. But let every man take heed, take heed. For it shall be like the time of Noah. It shall be like the time of Noah. When he preached even salvation. And many, many laughed at it. Many laughed at it. Many laughed at it with heart posture. Many laughed at it. With heart, with reasoning, with, with sight. Many laughed at it with their own mind, with their own sight. But the day, the date of flight came when the rain began to fall. The rain began to fall. 
and it began to fall. But those that are saved are those that have been carried, that have been buried, even in the ship. So also is this time. So take heed. Take heed. Take heed that you don't miss your flight. Take heed that you don't miss your flight. For when flight comes, is in the manner of the Lord. It's like a thief in the night. You know not. You know not. It's as you have been hearing and doing. You've just been taken up. You'll be raptured up in your soul. You'll be raptured up. You will be raptured up. I will rapture you. I'm rapturing you up in your soul to take you up. To take you up. Because we want you to take flight. We want you to take flight. Even with the flight that the Lord is bringing upon you. And the season of flight that is coming upon you. Say the Lord. We are coming. We have come. It's time of flight. So let every soul take heed. Let souls take heed for to partake of the flight, for to be carried in this flight, for to be carried in this flight, saith the Spirit. Amen. 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 So, this is, is telling us clearly, right, that a soul needs to begin to hear the voice of his master. And as he begins to hear the voice, what the voice will do, it will begin to, inside it, a covenant. Inside the voice, a covenant. Amen. But there's a lot the voice do. If you will hear my voice, if you will obey my voice. That means to obey is talking about different kind of sacrifices that a soul will make. To obey is talking about obeying a commandment. Right? Amen. Is to obey a commandment. So the Lord wants us, right, to, if you obey my voice, mean that first of all, this, if that will obey, has operations inside. First is the operation of hearing. You can't obey what you have not heard. And then you remember John saying that which we have heard. So that which we have seen, right, that's which we have heard. That's which we have. Let me read. Let me read it clearly so it's, it's clear. that which was from the beginning, 1 John verse 1, chapter 1 verse 1, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes. You see? You see that which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes. So, what am I saying? That the opening of eyes doesn't just happen. Right? Funny enough, uh, I think, I can't remember it was Pastor Jeff that was talking regarding hearing and seeing. And 
made reference, and it's true spiritually. Hearing and seeing are intertwined. They are connected. Right? Most of the time, you hear to see. For eyes to be open, they have to hear. Because what opens the eyes is the gospel. The, the Lord needs to search it in such a way that the gospel have to come to open the eyes. Why? Because you notice, when they are sending Paul, they said to him, to open their eyes. How will he open? He's sending them to open eyes. Meaning that there is a ministry committed into his hand to open eyes. That ministry to open eyes that is committed to him, right, is a, is a word that is committed into his hand. Right? And the word committed into his hand is what he will be preaching. And as his preaching is, it is opening eyes and turning them. So, what they are telling us that in this operation, in this operation of if you will hear his voice, is that operation of hearing the voice, so if you obey my voice, has an operation of the voice being heard, which has the ability to open eyes and to turn men from darkness to light. Just all the commission that we're, we're reading, he has all the commission in there. Meaning that this aspect of hearing God's voice if you, that's really where I want to just center in before we go. Right? The aspect of obeying the voice. To obey the voice. Meaning that you must hear that voice. And as you must hear the voice, you must now obey. All these things would cause forgiveness of sins that we're talking about on, on Tuesday. Right, I was explaining that forgiveness of sin is something that happens after you grow up spiritually. Eyes must be open. Men must be turned from darkness to light. Amen. And once they are turned from darkness, then sins will be forgiven. Turning from power of Satan to God. Being turned from the power of Satan to God. And we know that the power, the power being turned from the power of Satan to the power of God, right? What's that? Is Christ's dimension, right? To turn from the power of Satan to God. Is Christ's dimension. Because the power of God is the gospel of Christ. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of God, for it is the Right? So the power of God that they are turning to is Christ. So they are telling us that in the operation of obeying the voice, turning will take place. Then we can keep the covenants. That aspect of keeping covenant is really talking about love in a way. But I'm not going to talk too much about it. But it's just saying to keep covenant. A keeper is a lover. 
So to keep his covenant, then you shall be a peculiar people. A, 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 a kingdom of priests and holy nation. Right? Meaning, because they've come into all that the power of God will do. All that they carry me. What I'm saying, what I'm saying here is that Christ is the power to carry. Is to carry men to the presence. Right? Because once the operation of Christ begins, souls can begin to move and journey and journey into God. And journey into God. Amen. So let me let me let me explain this carrying and then uh, I'll round up a bit. Um the, the carrying involves hearing the voice, eyes open, and then begin to journey towards, right? As we are journeying towards God, it's not by your strength, nor by power, nor by my, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. And it is the spirit that carries, like we see in our, in our, like we see in uh, all the prophets, they say, and the, the Spirit of the Lord, and it carried me, or, and it moved me. Amen. It is not without spirit. That is why the Lord will prepare us initially as children of God to be full of the Holy Ghost, to be full of the Spirit, so that we can be used to the power of the Spirit, right? So that we can be used to using the spirit so that we can know what the spirit of life is. So they take us from the Holy Ghost, make us learn the Holy Ghost before they move us to the spirit of life. Amen. And as you can see here, is the voice. They're talking about the voice. They're talking about the voice. They're talking about the voice. The voice speaking. Right? If you will obey my voice, indeed, and keep my covenant, then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people. So if you would obey my voice, because later, you now notice something about this voice that Israel could not obey this voice. Amen. Amen. The first review sound of that voice is what happens in Exodus 20, thereabout, where he called them to the mountain. Right? It's a letter of them, but they said to Moses, immediately Moses came and told them, If you will obey my voice, I'll make you a peculiar. Uh -huh. What did they answer him in verse 8? And the people answered together and said, All that the Lord had spoken, we will do. And Moses returned the words of the people unto the Lord. So, it's almost like the Lord was sending Moses, okay, go and tell them, is it conditional? If you will do this, then, right, you will be a peculiar people. And then Moses went to tell the Lord, the Lord said, okay, fine. So they agreed to obey my voice and keep my covenant. All right, let me now give them my voice. Right? Let me what? Give them my voice. When the voice now begins to come, when the voice begins to come, they, they said to the Lord, and this is just this three months after 
they left Egypt. So it's not that far. So in short, the, the Lord has actually been carrying them before they got to a point where they needed to be carried further. Because here, they were supposed to come to the mountain. That's another carrying. So technically, the Holy Ghost is the first carriage. Like I was saying, it's the Holy Ghost that moves. So the Holy Ghost is the first carriage. But there's where the power of that flight can reach. Whereby you need to take another flight up. Then when you take flight, there's another flight to be taken into the presence. But it's all tied into hearing the voice, keeping covenants. Those two things are the power of flights. If, if those things are not being done, we can't take flight. We just run you the wrong way, up and down. They take flight, nothing. They will go back. Wrong way, take flight, no. Go back. Wrong way, take flight, no. Wrong way, take flight, no. Until a soul has the ability to hear the voice and obey and to keep covenant, then it will be taking flight. It's not, and to obey is not something we'll do once. First is an attitude. It's an attitude of obedience that we must have to obey and 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 keep obeying 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 and just keep obeying and obeying and obeying and obeying. Because you can't obey without knowing what to obey, right? That is why sight isn't needed. Sight isn't needed for to have the capability to obey. When I say capability to obey, because as a child of God, when we just get born again, they teach us the prerequisite for obedience, which is the initial leading of the spirit that we pay attention to. Every time a soul obeys the Holy Spirit, it is being prepared to obey the voice of God. Sometimes when the spirit is telling you, don't sit down there, it may have nothing to do with any evil happening to you. It may just be that they just want to, 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 to train something in your heart. After you've done it, you feel, oh, maybe uh, this thing I did is nothing. Uh, no, they are watching you in the spirit. Don't sit down there. Don't put that there. Don't do that. Mm -mm. Don't disobey that uh, uh, authority. Don't disobey that commandment. Don't, don't, don't walk, don't go against the set authority. Right? Like Timothy was, or Paul was admonishing Timothy, obey all authority. Right? For the, for the established Bible. You know, for some of us, we you know, break laws. You know, speeding and all those, all those things. <laughs> I'm just joking. No, I know God is helping us. I'm just, I'm just joking right, in that area. But, you know, so say all consider authorities, for example, now the magistrate, right? Even though the magistrate is low spiritually, the Lord is still saying, obey the magistrate, right? So, every obedience we are doing is actually configuring our soul. See, be it obedience in the natural, obeying traffic and all those things, there's what it does to your soul. 
That's what obedience does. I know this area, God is still helping a lot of us, right? Sometimes we just we are rushing quickly. Problem, that's another problem with haste. Haste does not allow souls to settle to obey. Everywhere you find haste, it, it goes against obedience. Haste is an enemy of obedience. Whenever you, there's, there's haste, 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 it is clear you will not settle down and think. An evil spirit like that kind of state where you don't think. Because they know the moment you can think, you cast them out. They're not, they're not even talking about uh, spiritual wickedness, just evil spirit, demons. Those ones, they are the weakest to address. Like Pastor Jeff was saying yesterday, that sometimes to deal with them is just remove emotion. Because what they do, they pour emotion into what they are doing so that you can shake yourself out of it. Because they know the moment you isolate that emotion out, you will think correctly and you will cast them out. So their strength is they, they fire your emotions such that when you wake up one day, like Pastor Jeff was saying yesterday, Maybe yesterday you were like, awesome Lord Jesus, I thank you. And then you woke up the morning, the next morning, like, ah, what's going on? The spirit are visited. And what? They would just pour emotions, all kinds of things. And then a soul can start joining in that emotion. But the moment you separate yourself from that emotion and just begin to think right thought, you've, you've, you weaken them. Then you can have strength. To go and work with real, real spirit, wickedness. You can work with those that, that the, 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 uh, we're working off against flesh, but against principalities and powers, against rulers of darkness of this world. You can work against rulers of darkness of this world. Those guys, they are the master of worldliness. They design worldliness and they design spirit to officiate different kinds of worldliness. They are, they are spiritual architects. I, I would say maybe they are spiritual prophets. Right? Rulers of darkness. When you say rulers of darkness of this world, meaning that they are in charge of darkened mind. They are in charge of darkened understanding, which we need sight to be delivered from. Which we need sight to be delivered from. So they don't want us to even get to the point where we grow to start seeing and start dealing with it. They want us to stay with demons that will be pouring emotions and all kinds of things so that we don't, we don't have time to wrestle with those ones. But the demons who will make it look like it's, it's all those who are talking, but no. Amen. It's a lie. Summary is they don't just want souls to obey. They don't want souls to be configured to obey. Obedience is key to growth. Obedience is key. I don't know why I'm talking like this today. It's so interesting that you know, it's not. We are not talking about. We are not talking too much about uh, uh, foundation. I think it's still foundation things, but I don't know how this thing is going. But the Lord will help us. Amen. So it says that if thou would obey my voice, indeed. Meaning that he would speak to them. There's what that voice in that voice are commandment. In that voice are instructions. Right? So, like I was saying, after they have agreed, then the Lord came, okay, call them to the mountain so that I can speak to them. Right? So when they got to the mountain, then the Lord began to speak. 
as the Lord began to speak, what they were, and the manner of God's voice is thunder, lightning, right? Dark, temp, fire upon the mountain. Does that, does that, does that, does that sound like, like, like tribulation? Sometimes when that begins to happen, the soul begins to react. That's what happened to Israel. Israel began to react. He said, no, this voice should not be speak, spoken to us any longer. No, we don't want this voice anymore. Talk to Moses. What are they doing? They are shifting responsibility. No, talk to Moses. That talk to Moses, then Moses will talk to us. Is them telling God, give us, give us the opportunity to think whether we are going to obey you or not. The moment the heart says to the Lord, talk to that person, talk to Moses. Don't talk to me directly. It's a sense of shifting responsibility, which hearts must not have. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So hearts must not shift responsibility. We must have responsibility. To obey. So if you will hear my voice. So inside the operation of hearing the voice of God. This thing that I'm here. I'm just, I'm just seeing the operation of the Lord talking to a soul. Right? For the purpose of sight. Because here they don't know what the Lord. So this, this is a season without understanding. Right? Because they don't know what the Lord wants. They don't know. What the Lord desires. They don't know that yet. Right? They don't know what the Lord is looking for. Because it's a season that is without understanding. The Lord wants to give them understanding. But they said to him, no, we don't want to hear you. Talk to Moses. Then let Moses talk to us. They at that time refused understanding. Because they could have known what the Lord desires. They would hear his voice. They can hear his voice. Right? To hear and to see is essential. Because without hearing, without seeing, we can't, we can't, we can't become, we can't be gathered. We can't be gathered together. We can't be gathered together. To be for our eyes to be single on the Lord. For our eyes to be single on the Lord, we can't be gathered. We can't. We can't be gathered. We need to be gathered together. We are scattered. See, if your eye be single, meaning that there is a focal point, there's a there's a single eye that is seen singularly. There's what he's seeing, like, like we're praying this morning. It's a tunnel vision. You yeah. see, a tunnel vision does not have distractions. Wow. But Israel here didn't want to escape from distraction. They said, No, 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 no. This because the, when the voice began to speak, it, be, it was shaking things inside of them. They were the evil Moses say, are exceedingly quick and fear. But it was not fearing to run away from the Lord. It was, it, was, it was a terrible sight to see and behold. Because sometimes when the Lord begins to open our eyes, we can see what we will die to. 
It's at that time we can decide to shift back or run back. Can decide to shift back or run back. Amen. Because it's not when the Lord begins to when the voice begins to come, we think it's going to be rubbing us in our head. And, no, he doesn't do that. It's, it's almost, it's a surgical operation that is painful. When I say painful, you think maybe the Lord will hammer our head. No, he's just telling us things that our soul, trying to unwind things that our soul have just been wound to. Things that we have understood wrongly. Things we understand, under, is it understand or understood? We are, we are understanding wrongly. Wrong understanding. He said, there is none that is righteous, none seek it after God. No one understands it. None is righteous. No one understands it. Understanding is missing. Who's understanding? It's the understanding of God because they clearly understood worldliness. They have understood sin, but they don't understand God. So it's not as if no one understands it means that there's no understanding. Just that what the Lord considers an understanding, no one has it. No one understands. No one seeks no seek after God. There's no seeker of God. A seeker of God is he who wants to come to the presence. The same way, the same way Cain left the presence, there was something in his heart. We need to find people, more than Abel, that will come back to presence. Because in his presence, in his presence is all the fullness of joy. In his presence is where you can have everlasting pleasure. You have pleasures forevermore. Everlasting pleasure that can lead to eternal pleasure. They're saying that this, this pleasure is forevermore. 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 Amen. Forevermore is it's an everlasting. Are we blessed this morning? So the Lord, what I what I want to center in is that the Lord wants to give us sight to see, right, and to hear. The Lord wants us to have a heart posture concerning concerning His voice. If there's anything that we are going to take home today, is that we should have a desire. To hear God's voice. We should have a desire to keep hearing his voice. That, vo that sound must not be missing our heart because it's the voice to be carried. We have to be carried. We have to be carried. There's no point in time we should leave the flight. You know it's possible you're on his, because he says he's on ego's wings. And you know it's possible for you to say, you know what, ego, I think I want to drop down. I don't think I, don't think I want to take flight anymore. And then we can drop, but but the Lord is saying that there is strength for to be carried. Amen. He's saying that no matter what it is that is discouraging souls from journeying further, he's saying that he's here to add strength. Amen. Why? Because he says if he says he will carry us, meaning that he would add to us the strength 
to be carried further. The strength to move upward. The strength to keep growing. What I'm just saying in my heart is a need to keep growing spiritually. Can we pray this morning as a roundup that heaven will begin to give us ability to hear the voice. That we won't say to the Lord, speak to us no longer. That we will develop capacity to hear the voice of the Lord. Can we just begin to pray? Because this voice is tied to flight that we have to take. Can we pray? Embrusite vedi no no mushita kari kazite bakari anamusta. Embrusite kiri kasite vedi mushiti kana muzite manika. Embrusata vada buzite kali katana musite. Embrusate kali nujata bali gadans te gana muzita. Embrusata vadi kuzite bali gadoshta. Embrata vadi mushita. Let's pray that heaven would help us with. Sight, we will receive strength for sight. We will receive strength for sight. We receive strength for sight. Sight to obey, to obey. Now, we don't just want to uh, no, before, like we said, before we get to obedience, there's a need to hear that voice. Can we pray for a heart posture to hear the Lord? That can we pray for spirit for hearing? That the Lord would bless our hearing, right? So, blessed are you. Right? When you see. Meaning, blessed are you when you hear. You know, like he was saying to, in the parable of the, uh, the sower, when he was interpreted, he said, blessed are your eyes for the see and your ears for the hear. Can we pray for the blessing of sight and for the blessing of hearing? That the Lord will, will bless us with sight. He will bless us with Hearing that ability to hear that we won't just we won't just we won't just be dead to the voice of the Lord. We want to come alive to the voice of the Lord. The voice of the Lord will speak in every uh, f- frame of growth that we are in, in every aspect of growth. That the voice of the Lord will be heard because we develop different hearing capacity as we grow up spiritually. There's a there's a hearing capacity in Holy Ghost. Mm. There's a hearing capacity in Christ. There's a hearing capacity in God. Can we begin to pray that as we grow spiritually, that our capability to be here would be continually be sharpened. We have sharpened and developed our senses. Because they are senses. Our sight and our ear are senses. Our spiritual senses. Can we pray that heaven would open our senses? Strong men believe get to them who have their senses exercised. Their senses. Can we pray for for increased sense, sense, increased sense for increased sense for to descend the voice, increased sense to increasingly descend, descend his voice. Can we then pray for every of our company? That the Lord will increase their ability to, to, to hear the voice, to descend the voice of the Lord Almighty. Embrata vale mositi vede kushite baragata. Embrusiti vede kasiti kalino mushite barigadoshta. 
Eprazite vidi mushita kariata gada mushita kana musite. Eprazate vadi mushita. Eprazite vidi mushita kariata nusha kariata ba. Eprazate vadi mushita. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise. 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 Thank you, Father, for in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise. We thank you for your mercy today. We thank you, Father, for the word which you've spoken to us. We say be thou exalted in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray for grace to respond to you. In being carried by you, we know you want to carry us. We ask, Father, that you give us grace to yield to you. That we will hear your voice for to be carried. Father, you have already carried us from Egypt. We are now in, in your wilderness. We ask, Father, that we will have grace to journey further. That we will not stop in this flight that you are carrying us. Father, we have, we have enjoyed the, the carriage of the Holy Ghost. We are still enjoying it. We know we've not even fully enjoyed it. We ask, Father, that you bring us into fullness of this allocation and provision for growth in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray that you would open our ears to hear your voice. And that you'll give us capacity to keep hearing them. That we will not stop hearing. We will not say, don't speak to us any longer. But we'll have the desire to hear more of your voice. Ah, Father, we ask that you will increase us in sight and understanding. Thank you, Father, because you have heard our, our prayers. We give you all the praise for in Jesus' you precious name. Dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth.